It's time. The most listened to show on Sirius XM. The show that will change radio forever. The show that everyone will be talking about. The show starring the most interesting man in the business. Is not this show. This show is Mike Babchik and his friends wrapping up the week on Mad Dog Sports Radio through the mind of one sick, vile, deranged human being, and that's being kind. The week is over, and this is Mike Babchik's Morning After. Morning after. And now, here is everyone's Morning After Regret, Mike Babchik. Okay, terrific, and welcome to Mike Babchik's Morning After, where we listen back. To Mad Dog Sports Radio's best commentary of the week, all the gold and the biggest stories in sports and entertainment as Morning After continues to not take over the world. The buzz has been non-existent. The show has been critically crapped on. The show that is still here because management doesn't know about it. For now, so you let me, the lovable loser for Morning Man, the guy you know, and... uh, no. Yeah. Guy, just do the week that was on Channel 82. He's been guzzling down all the programming. You're a little hungover on this early morning, but I have the perfect cure for so, you. It's not more cowbell. Say it with me, my friends. It's more clips. More clips. More clips. More clips. More clips. Clint up a loser. As we're joined by my friends, it's Louis Gold and Brittany Smith, the producers of Morning Men and, of course, the producers of Babchicks. Morning after... For now, and don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Babtrick's Morning After anywhere you get your podcasts. That's right, anywhere. 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 Even while in labor? Yes. In fact, wow. this week. Yes, you they must could be do listening it. on the app. <laughs> <laughs> they got that in the OR? No, they could do it. They could listen live. You know, as they're pushing them out. Um, you know, there was a story this week about uh, a woman who's claiming that she had an orgasm during labor and didn't want it to stop. And there's only two words you say after that come again. I mean, really, you're going to have an orgasm. <laughs> this woman said she was climaxing to the point where she didn't want the experience of childbirth to end. Now, my wife hated childbirth. She hated pushing out. She pushed out three kids. But now that she read this article, she actually, I think, now wants to have a fourth so she can have her first orgasm. This is going to be something. I mean, An orgasm during labor is amazing. All I hear women say is they compare childbirth to getting kicked in the balls. I mean, this sounds amazing, though. Like, if I was having an orgasm, I mean, I'd gladly have you kick me in the balls. I know. <laughs> this is why it's like, please don't stop. Can you imagine right? you're the doctor, though? And you're trying to be a professional, oh, and you're taking, all right, now now I want you to do your breathing. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, God. It's so good. Are you in pain, or are you enjoying oh, this? There's the head. Oh, God. This is amazing. How does the husband feel by this watch if you're watching your wife have an orgasm while giving childbirth are you jealous you know what i think right away you're already pissed at the kid you're pissed at your child it's like oh my thanks for making me look bad you know i never did that to mommy (laughs) exactly oh they're real nice i never made her squirt i mean real nice already you're starting off with a father son or daughter relationship that's already strained (laughs) and i don't mean just from the pushing to get it out i mean we already have a major issue so like when the mother hugs the baby for the first time she's really gonna be hugging that baby (laughs) oh my god you know, the mother and the son, they have a smoke, you know, right afterwards. This is, oh, you're my favorite kid. Get back in there. I didn't have that. For, I didn't have that for Billy. So get back in there and let's have some fun. There's another crazy story this week about, uh, I'll just read the headline in the New York Post, uh, the paper record, New York City. I was rejected from a job because my penis is too big. And so, you know, yes, this week I did make it to the New York Post. Quite an honor. Um, I was I was rejected. A bunch of different radio stations. Serious sex and mental problem with it. But apparently during the interview, this guy, the person that was interviewing this guy thought that the dude had a massive erection. In reality, he was just sitting there. But maybe, I don't know, 
wear a kilt, a muumuu, maybe like loose. How about baggy jeans instead of it being so tight that that's noticed? Right. I mean, what was he interviewing for? Do we know what the job was? Like, yeah, was he like interviewing dick. to be an underwear model? I mean, what was he doing? No. But yeah. do you really want like the biggest dick in the world as your underwear model, like displaying your underwear? Good dick. Or you want like a, you want to no because you want make everybody like, feel inadequate. Right. You're right. I don't wear briefs, but I don't like the fact that when you see so a brief commercial, then? nothing. I wear boxers most of the time. Not or boxer nothing. briefs. No way. What? No, man. I go old school for uh, You want to see him? No, I don't want to <laughs> no, see them. Okay. So you're just wearing okay. boxers? I wear boxers. That is weird. I, I like everything to be free down there, and I want a free-flowing system. And I don't like how when you're watching these commercials, these guys have things that I don't have. The bulge is different. There's an actual bulge. There's a bulge. <laughs> I don't have a bulge. I mean, that's another thing. Right, I don't have a bulge. I mean, so when you have no bulge, when you watch it, you're like, well, I'm not buying that underwear. That don't look like that. So you're the mannequin in this store then. I'm the mannequin. I'm Ken Barbie. Oh, cool. you know, when you pull wow. down, Yeah, when you pull it down, there's actually nothing there. Now, there was so much going on, so much happening on Mad Dog Sports Radio this week, including Mad Dog Chris Russo being honored during his big show, Top Dog. Mazel tough. Mad Dog Chris Russo's in the Radio Hall of Ooh. Fame, and Steve Torrey was the MC. There was a moment for me that was the highlight of the program. As they celebrated all the years, Mad Dog Chris Russo has been on the air. Christopher, say hello to the great David Letterman. Wow. Hello? <laughs> yes. That is, this is quite an honor. Chris, how are you? Dave, it's a pleasure. How are you? Why am I talking... Why am I talking to him? <laughs> what? The what? Oh, congratulations on the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm so oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I love you. Is this up at is it is it Cooperstown? <laughs> <laughs> is it Cooperstown? Yeah, I look forward to going up there every spring. I can't wait. <laughs> I got the wrong guy, you I'm a radio guy. On the air, the one you've made fun of since nineteen ninety one. That guy. Uh, that let guy. me just say uh, one thing and uh, I put a lot of thought into this in in all of the time that you were nice enough to be on my old show. Uh, right up until the time I got fired, uh, I was very excited when you and a handful of other people would come on because I knew I could take the night off. Uh, you would sit down and you would keep going, and when it was time to leave, you and, and your dressing room was always uh, w- well maintained. Never a mess in the dressing room. <laughs> you, you were to me always a breath of fresh air, and uh, I'll uh, forever be indebted. I don't know if it's Hall of Fame stuff, but I'll forever be indebted. <laughs> I've always told this story, and uh, uh, twice in '03, it's a good story, Dave. In '03, uh, oh, I was yeah. promoting He's a tell book. Him that. So I showed up for a show on '03, and you had Demi Moore on. No, you had Courtney Love on. Courtney Love, and I got bumped. So, I mean, I understood, geez, he's got Courtney Love, David, I'm, I'm the, I was the third wheel, I was the third guest, I, I, you know, it's David Letterman. About two weeks later, he had me on again, and this time I got bumped for Demi Moore. Anyway, to make a long story short, three days later, I'm driving down the Hutchinson River Parkway, and I get a call. <laughs> yeah, that's and that call is from you. David Letterman calls me on my cell phone when I'm driving to work to talk about, you know, Yankees Pirates. And he says, I apologize. Terrible job on my part. And I was, Dave, relax. Terrible job. And if you grace me and come on again, it will never happen again. And ever since that time, you always put me on as the second guest, Mm -hmm. not the third, which means you gave me two segments. Stop talking. 
I'm supposed to call in going to the Hall of Fame. He won't shut up. Bring me a fresca, not a Sprite. If it's a Sprite, that's it. You don't know the difference? And give me a straw. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, I'm here, Dave. Hello. I hear you. I hear you. Hello? <laughs> yes. Yes, I hear you. Oh, hi. Hi, Dave. <laughs> yes, Dave. You remember that phone call, by the way? You remember that phone call? Oh, sure. <laughs> This is every guest. Dog had this crazy story. You remember that? And every one of them's like, no. February of 91. When I came on there, you heard me on the air. He says, look, honey, they gave Donald Duck a radio show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that I kind of remember. Uh, But what a pleasure for you to call. That is. A pleasure for you to call. No, no, I'll just hang up. Yeah, okay. (laughs) All right. Hey, Chris. Yeah, does Dave. it sound like I'm hanging up? Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. There you go. <laughs> That's just classic doggy. You got this guest that comes on, this you know legend in Hollywood, and and dog just won't shut up and tells this long story about something that, of course, David Letterman's not going to remember. What a career. what else can you say uh you know so much else is going on in the world of sports too it's not just about celebrating doggy's life of course the kansas city chiefs are a pretty good team and we learned something about them this week that they actually bond over something that maybe a football team shouldn't bond over listen to us discuss this big topic on morning man with evan cohen mike babchick and willie cologne the chiefs are having a great season so far juju smith schuster is crediting Warzone, call of duty for the camaraderie sometimes when you do these little activities whether it's gaming drinking hacky sack whatever it just lets you know you, you don't take yourself too serious so if, if you feel like that's your end go for it now you want to bond together yeah of course you drink you got to be arrested together If you're arrested as a crew, (laughs) standing naked in a holding cell with your peers, the best team exercise you can think of. That remains with you for life. I was arrested with eight guys that I still talk to today, except for one guy who wouldn't invite me to his wedding. And so uh, we digress. We move on from that. Or you have some sort of sexual outing with others. If you're all banging in the same room and you're looking around and everybody sees what you look like and there you are in just your flesh and your birthday suit, that's something that you could bond together forever. I mean, even if there aren't girls in the room and you have some sort of contest where you just, you know, see yeah, who finishes first. I can see how first. orgy makes you feel like you're one. I get that. <laughs> Again, get that. even without girls in the room. I'm talking to you, John Rothschild, Jeff Slater, and, and the rest of you. As we had a contest once in my Many house, names. who could who could go to town first and, and finish? Guys are so That weird. was weird. <laughs> Not all together in the same room, different rooms. One was in my parents' bedroom. Right. One was in my laundry room. I think that was my buddy. I just say you had everything takes place in your house. Everything goes down into your parents' house or your house. Why is it? I don't know, but I'll tell you, when Ben was done with my laundry room, the next day my clothes came out so fluffy and fresh. (laughs) I don't know what was going on there, but we all did it together, and John Rothschild won. He was was the first one to finish in the cup. It's not surprising, but it's also disturbing. Like, at the fact that there's eight guys in his mom's bedroom in his his house just polishing their popes, just trying to get a a whack out of it. (laughs) John Rothschild won by filling up half a red solo cup. So you got him with Peter Norris throwing ropes. He's so right. The disturbing part is you're your mom's bedroom what, All right. <laughs> what are you doing well that was the hangout you know i didn't go to high school my senior year eventually i knew somebody who knew someone and that's how i got into albany but i was rejected from
from every single school except for Albany because we wouldn't go to school our senior year. We would just hang out at my parents' house and, yes, do that, yeah. which it's not that you, weird. I know I, I called my dad I, yesterday, and he actually started the call by, hey, what's up? You want to have a big circle jerk at my house later <laughs> today? Mean, that's weird. That was Your weird. Your father's involved? Come so, on. No, well, that, he, but I'm saying he heard about it on the radio. That was odd. And I'll tell you, oh. my, my God, wait, you guys thought that he was just saying, hey, you want to come over? <laughs> I thought that's how you were saying it. Yeah. No, no, he was saying <laughs> We're not that close. He was saying he heard oh. it on the radio. And then my buddy John Rothschild, who listens to this show religiously, he's a great foul, actually texted me too far. You went too far? And I said, what do you mean? Mm. You should be proud of it. Wasn't that a normal yes. thing, yes. guys? Yes, we all around did it. It'd be competition. you got to go in the bathroom, but you have to come out with proof. And that's, who could okay. go and who so could you, get done so the guys, fastest? Just, guys, okay. just do this. Like, yeah. how old are you when, you, when you're doing this, this? We did this two know. weeks ago. I mean, <laughs> Louie, we're just, we had some fun. It was a bonding experience. Right. You know, we went over to the melt the, shop, the, had a nice grilled <laughs> cheese, and then we're like, hey, man, you want to do it in the car? We'll see who finishes first. And then show proof. Was Evan officiating? Evan was right there with us. He was holding the cups. And so he was our judge <laughs> at the end. He was the measurer. He measured. He measured. <laughs> no, but like John Rothschild's like, you know, he goes, I'll tell you why you went too far. Because I'm like, oh, come on, why are you so pissed off? He goes, you never brought up the sheet. There was a sheet in between us. <laughs> you have to say that part. Otherwise, we're just looking at each other. And I was like, all right. So I, I again, I apologize. I want to make a full statement. Yes, it happened, mm -hmm. but there was a sheet in between. Oh, that makes oh, that all makes the it so much. Yeah, right? it makes it so okay. That's what guys totally do. Totally not weird anymore. You're telling me the girls don't hang around and do that sort of thing? <laughs> no. uh, I'm sorry to disappoint, but uh, no, oh. not the sleepovers I've been at. Oh, yeah, what a shame. It's amazing, like, you know, guys, especially growing up, you think all the same thing. Girls sleep over, you have a certain image. Of course, it's with mm -hmm. a pillow, mm -hmm. and there's a fight. And then the girls' locker room, you just assume. You just assume. But what is the greatest bond? Like, what can we do as a show here on Baptist Morning After on Morning Men that could bond us? Because, I mean, I do think arresting. I, I was going to say, your point about saying getting arrested together, that is a bonding experience, I feel like. You know, it, it, it really is. Like, we were eight guys. We actually took mushrooms, and we went up, and we climbed the roof of our school, our elementary school. We climbed up on the roof, which wasn't that hard, but you, you needed a little assistance. And then we got up on the roof, and then we were throwing rocks and looking at, like, the rocks hit the lights. And then one of my buddies was like, hey, that looks like an undercover cop car. We're like, oh, man, you're tripping, man. And then well, another yeah, guy's like, wait a minute, there's a cop car over there. And the other guy's like, there's a cop. So they actually thought that we were breaking and entering. And they sent like 12 cop cars to show up and they surrounded the school. So then we're like, oh, my God, there's a big fat guy climbing a ladder to try to come get us. We threw all the drugs off. By the time they got to the top of the roof, these out of shape guys were so pissed off and tired that they're like, all right, where's all the drugs? And they realized, all right, we're not going to have a huge arrest here nobody's breaking in and then they were screaming at us like you made us climb a ladder for a criminal trespassing and then they lined up you know all eight of us it was eight guys and the cop was right in my face going so what's going on here if you guys aren't you know doing drugs and drinking then are you just all fooling around <laughs> And we're like, yeah, we're having a contest. <laughs> of course you're on Don't you see the cups? <laughs> yeah. It's like one of the best nights of my life was riding in the back of that cop car, completely high on mushrooms, hitting my cuffed? peak. Yeah. You know what's amazing, too? They only had like seven handcuffs. This is local police. This is suburbs. And so the eighth one, they're like, hey, we ran out of cuffs. They're like, all right, the short guy, give him the thumb cuffs. <laughs> then I had me in thumb cuffs, which wasn't right. We're tripping to the point where I'm like, hey, can you put the siren on, man? That would be awesome. Get a light. I want to see the light. Yeah, 
I want to see that. And then I was sitting in the middle and hump, riding with my two friends in the back of the cop car. My buddy next to me, his hat fell off. And so to try to get his hat back on, so he started digging his head, you know, as he's handcuffed in the back of the car, into my groin. And the guy's like, see, I knew that's what you guys were doing. Can you wait? Can you wait until you get home? And everything was fun no. and games. And then until, you know, again, you're naked in a holding cell, and then you got some major issues. You know, I had my friend's parent bail me out. And when I got home the next day, I'm like, oh, my God. I saw my dad and my mom. Nobody's yelling at me. I'm like, I got away with this. They're never going to know I was arrested. And then the following Monday, my dad came home with the newspaper. And he's like, oh, I was reading an article today. Pretty interesting. I'm like, what's up? And he smacked me with the paper. And he goes, go ahead and open up the crime blotter. And there it was. Local crime. Eight teenagers arrested for criminal trespassing. And he goes, I had to read that while eating a jelly donut at the diner. Who Thank reads God he's crime blotters? Well, my father's a lawyer. He was, he's big into reading the newspapers. That's a big thing. And see? Bonded for life. Yeah, getting arrested is the ultimate. But we, When we were kids, we used to throw... Crab apples and rocks at cars when they drove by <laughs> yeah. from the woods. Yeah. We took it too far with the rocks. The rocks a cop are... car drove by. We all have the one buddy who's out of his mind, you know, who you go to the bar with, yeah. and he's like, watch this, and he hits someone over the head with a bottle. That guy. Right. He took the rock, <laughs> broke the cop car window at a rock. We hear the cop, guy runs into the woods run. after us. We run into the woods. The one guy in the group is actually my buddy Gavin, who's the musician. He decides he doesn't want to be with us anymore, so he's going to go home. Smart. So he goes he had a home. a better career. No, but he goes home walking down the road flipping a rock. Right? The cops oh, stop him. No. Motherfucker ratted all of us out. Gave names, locations, phone numbers. Here's the bonding part. The next day in school, we got him behind closed doors and all took turns beating the shit out of him. <laughs> and we, we all bonded over it. <laughs> now, he's a big time so, musician now, right? right? It must have worked, though, because he's inviting you to all his concerts and, and yeah. everything. Yeah, he's one of my best friends in the world. We're still very close. Wow. Gavin the musician. <laughs> you, that's how you bond, though. Yeah. All right. Now, another big thing this week was the Yankees. Losing to the Houston Astros, they get swept. A pathetic performance, a pathetic display. I'm not making excuses, but, I mean, the Astros did open up the roof in game number two, and the Yankees were injured. They didn't have DJ. They don't have been attending at the top of the lineup. So, again, not going to make excuses, but obviously the Yankees should have won if they were full strength and the roof wasn't open. We all know that. Now, Steve Torrey is a big-time Yankee fan, the second biggest Yankee fan on the channel behind me. And after the Yankees got swept, he went at it with a caller about Aaron Boone and some of his decision-making. Hello. Rick. This is Dusty Baker proving to the world why he has 2,000-plus wins, and Aaron Boone, he's a much better manager than Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone is not a good manager. He's not having the Yankees make adjustments, and that's the problem. Well, let me ask you. Hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. on. How do you know, Rick, what conversations Aaron Boone has with his team? Do you you know that he says, hey, uh, I think we should make an adjustment, or it gets together with the hitting coach? I mean, some some of the criticism for Boone, and I'm not a Boone apologist, but some of the comments that I hear make me want to bang my head against the wall. Like, how the hell do you know, Rick? And again, with all disrespect, with, with all, how with all respect, how do you know that he didn't try to get to make them make adjustments? I'm you, just curious. Are you friends playing? with Aaron Boone? Do you know? I'm curious. Oh. No. Okay. no, but you can just tell them the way that they're playing. That stuff makes you nauseous. It does. Nauseous. <laughs> It makes you nauseous. And yes, it was announced this week that, in fact, of course, Brian Cashman's going to come back and Aaron Boone's coming back because Cashman likes his puppet and he wants to pull the strings. And the more I think about it, there is no way 
Hal Steinbrenner is George's son. It seems like he's okay with the Mike Babchick approach of winning isn't everything. Sometimes close enough is just fine. What I did love there, though, Tori said, with all due disrespect. And again, with all disrespect. With, 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 all, with all, all disrespect. How do you know? <laughs> with all disrespect. That's no that's, Freudian slip. I like that, too. I don't like no offense, but. No, with all disrespect. With Fuck all off. disrespect. <laughs> and again, with all disrespect. You know, Evan Cohen and I have been going with this philosophy for years. You know, just straight up say, listen, I'm about to disrespect you. And I mean it. There was Steve Tory, who must listen to Morning Men. And he actually said. And again, with all disrespect. You know, while I was watching these Yankees uh, lose, I was hanging out with my boys and uh, I had a conversation that I relayed back on Morning Man with Evan Cole, Mike Babchick and Willie Colon about one of my friends. Listen to this. Is there anything worse than the schedule game when like a buddy calls you? Like Jerry the Ice Cream Man's a big Giant fan. It's my friend. He called me last night and goes, go ahead. Look it up right now. Go to the Giants schedule. They're not in one. No, they're not. They're, they're six. No, go ahead and look. Let's go through it right now. He's and then he added at the end, they're 14 and three. I mean, I, I don't want to play the schedule game. <laughs> the schedule game is the worst game. He went through every single game. I'm sitting here listening. Like, yeah, okay, that's a win. You know that's a loss. That's that, a win. That, it's called winner or loss. Great friends. Your friends really schedule. don't know you, do they? In what world would Mike Babchick on a Sunday night want to go through a schedule? Well, it starts Unless with- it's a drinking or strip club schedule. A What's a strip club schedule? schedule? Well, Have they ever met you. this guy? Day it started, it started with Priest Hall's guest. out for the year, you're done. So he started mocking me. Which okay, that's fine. I can live with then that. Then we had to get into a conversation about a gambling pool gone wrong where okay. I'm on the hook for some money he owes and we're going back. So that was financial. Both of us realized that we were not paying um, the guy that set it up and we were both blaming the other. So we had to deal with that. And then it led to, let's check the giant schedule. That's <laughs> where you go. <laughs> And also, we talked about this moonshine that Willie gave me. When the last time I was at Willie's house, he gave me this moonshine, and we were all drinking it during this um, Yankee game. And Willie, you were right. Jerry the Ice Cream Man can't confirm. As Willie said, if you're going to drink this whole thing, make sure you're wearing a diaper. <laughs> and Jerry barely got home on Saturday night without crapping his pants. So oh, my God. Whatever's in there worked. Hey, yo, everybody's looking at me. I'm like, yeah, I got Willie's moonshine. They're like, what's in it? I'm like, who cares? We're going to piss in a jar. Who cares? Let's just drink it anyway, man. It's Saturday night. Uh, as I asked Willie this morning, what was in it? And Willie said, I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> you never know what's in moonshine. Moonshine is the best. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it, though. I brought it up from Mississippi. So it was Mississippi moonshine. And uh, I handed it around to my dearest, closest friends, even though I don't know what the hell's in it. <laughs> <laughs> the big takeaway is you're you're his dearest closest friend. Right, you're one of his dearest friends. Absolutely. Didn't he give you some moonshine too, though? Yeah, I would love to have some moonshine. Moonshine <laughs> yeah. is yep. you know you're having a good night when you're drinking the moonshine from Mississippi. It, that's it was really hard. good. The apple apple pie cinnamon, excellent. It but it's so funny how we all just drink something like. We have no idea. Now, we don't know what's in any of the shit that we put in our body, right? There's but, liquor in it, so it's going to kill any germs anyway. I right? the completely agree. That's why I bathed in it first and poured it back <laughs> into the jar. <laughs> it's green and, alcohol, right? And served it to my buddies who, you know, enjoyed themselves quite a bit. All right, we got a lot more to get to right here on Mike Patrick's Morning Afters. We're going to talk about showers. Maybe they're golden. Timeouts and my favorite number. That's all coming up next right here on Mike Patrick's Morning After. Time to hear the best audio of the week, according to Babchick. If Babs isn't in it, I'll be shocked because, you know, Babs picked it. This is Babchick's Morning After. Ah, uh, yeah. So welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Series XM Channel 82 is a recap of the week that was with my friends as Louis Gold and Brittany Smith, the producers of Morning Men and Babchick's Morning After. 
for now. And don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Baptrix Morning After anywhere you get your podcasts. And I do mean anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Even while living in a cave being the dirtiest man alive? Yes, even that guy, the world's dirtiest man, Amu Haji, who last showered 60 years ago, died this week at the age of 94. Huge foul. I heard he's a huge foul. Huge foul. foul. I actually sent him a foul sticker recently, (laughs) and so he's all pumped. He was actually, he was asking, is there going to be a Falcon 5? And he was going to come on down, and we were going to see what happened. We are going to see who's dirtier, because now the title's up for grabs. He's dead. So I could become the world's dirtiest man. We should have had this competition a long time ago. But this guy believed soap and water would make him sick. He lived in a hole in the ground, and months before his death, the village officials reported that villagers took him to a bathroom to wash, which means... That's why he died, because he finally got clean, and they try to throw him in a shower, but big-time foul. He loves our would-you-rather segment. He's a big smoker, too. I'm, I'm looking at pictures of him now. He's smoking like four joints at one time. No, no, guy. he was smoking animal feces. No. What? Yep. Are you sure about yep. this? For Check what? out his diet. And that didn't kill him? That didn't kill so him. So the shower <laughs> killed him, but Jericho. smoking shit didn't. Okay. Yeah, he would smoke shit. I'm Damn. not kidding. If you read this article, he, Do you didn't, know why? he didn't have a natural diet. He used to eat rotten fruit as a child. Something was wrong. I he's think- innovative. I'll give him this. I'm looking at what he's smoking out of and using for a pipe. Yeah. It's like a joint, like a pipe joint. Oh, he's the best at that. Like, you know, <laughs> in college, we used to have to smoke into a spoof, which was like a fabric softener and a toilet roll thing. Now, he's far advanced that he's smoking out of a leaf. And I also, I wonder if, like, I, I offered him my wife's cooking. Would he take it or just continue to eat rotten fruit? He'd eat the rotten fruit. I think he'd eat the rotten fruit. But the fact that he was dragged to take a shower and that killed him is a problem. Can you imagine like what fell out of his clothes when he took his clothes <laughs> off before he got in the shower? <laughs> I mean, all the shit that came out of there. He's the dirtiest man alive. And all the and all the, the stuff that goes down the drain. Like, so when he's washing off, you think about how dirty that bathtub <laughs> oh might be. Oh, Would you God. shower in the shower after him? Yeah, well, oh, yeah. it's the same reason why I pee in the shower, which, you know... Everybody does, right? I pee in the shower because it all goes down the same drain. So, like, who cares? Everybody pees in the shower. I don't pee in the shower. Louis, you really don't pee in the shower? No, I do not pee in the shower. He's lying because there's only two people in the world. People who pee in the shower and people who lie about it. You're lying about it. Yo, so you're you're lying. calling me a liar? Yeah, you're, a liar. <laughs> you're a liar, man. I'm not saying I haven't peed in the shower ever before, but I don't just go in the shower looking to pee. No, I no, pee no, in the toilet. Goes no, 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 no. Shower looking no, no, to pee. No. It's just you're yeah, kill two birds with one stone. Once the shower's running, everybody pee. My the, wife pees in the shower first thing. You can hear that's it. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If you have to pee, you're in the bathroom already, okay? If you have to pee, you pee in the toilet, no. and then you get in the shower. You don't all of a sudden have to pee. It's liberating, and you're saving water. It's isn't so it, urine like sterilizing too, or something? Like, isn't it? That's pee? what they say. That's what they say, right? So they say you could drink it. You're cleaning your foot, your feet. Nah, I guess so. Right, so instead of soap, now, I should just now, pee on now myself you've gone now. Too far. You know? <laughs> I, just, I mean, the girl's a little tougher, right? Because you know oh, the yeah. dude can accurately aim right to the. It's drain. a game. It's a game. Now, Britt, I don't think you could do that. Girls can aim. <laughs> Are you sure? I, I'm probably not as well as an aimer, but. It Can't takes aim. a lot more work for a girl to aim, though. You just stand in like a, those a v in that stance. position. Yeah, like a wide stance. Wow. So you got to get in stances now when you're a girl. They get it the bullseye too. Right, Angle that. it. There's going to be splatter, no <laughs> doubt about it. But girls can aim. Now that is actually a great thing to take away from today's episode. You know when you say hit the showers, you always think about football. And I happen to be coaching my kids' youth football right now. I want you guys to listen to the breakdown of a great game on Morning Men with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchik, and Willie Cologne. I don't have respect. There's no respect on this team for me. 
Uh, my first half quarterback, I'm starting Joey a lot, but I was starting another kid. Joey's my 11-year-old son. My first half quarterback threw three picks in the first half right away on the first three drives. So I asked my son, who's 11, I'm like, you want to come in the game? This is it, baby. Come on in the game, and you're the hero, man. We need you, Joe. This is your time. My son said, no, I'm not ready. So there was a classic Babchik move there. Now, at the end of the that game, we're bad. down by only three. Five minutes to go in the game, we have the ball. We have the ball, we're down by three. I call a timeout. Mikey, our center, turns to me and says, you called a timeout? What are you, do you know what you're doing? You only have one timeout a half. I said, I know what I'm doing. I want to stop the clock to get some goals. He goes, but we're down. No head coach would ever stop the clock in that moment. You either score and then you could stop because that's a problem. If you don't score, how are you going to stop the defense? Shut up, Mikey. We're getting back into the game. So my quarterback backs up, throws a bomb. Wide open. Joey Babs in the end zone. Drops the ball. God damn, Joe. Immediately, Mikey turns to me and goes, you see, that's why you don't call a timeout. Hey, Mikey, shut up, man. Now we have to go on defense. Let's shut up and focus. The other team gets the ball. What do they do? They run the cock down. Well, not the cock, but they run the clock down almost all the way to zero, and then they score a touchdown. So the game is now over. I have five kids, so I look around. Five kids are crying. Oh, crying like hysterically. Tears. <laughs> Coach of the year. One kid is kicking the fence. The other five are crying. Everyone, I'm like, yeah. I got to bring everyone together. I'm like, listen, guys, let's not blame anyone. Let's not blame Joey Babs. Let's not blame each other. <laughs> this is ridiculous. And then here comes Mikey. Whoa, nobody's blaming Joey. We blame you. And then oh, here boy. comes Jack, who goes, smart. yeah, why'd you call a timeout? And another guy goes, you don't know anything about football. Okay, Charlie, I know about football. The timeout had nothing to do with it. He goes, it did. We didn't lose. We're not losers. You're a loser. Mikey <laughs> called me a loser. I'm losing my team. And he came home. Joe was in a terrible mood. He was yelling up at, uh, you know, mommy. Mommy was yelling at him. And I was like, you have to behave. And Joe said, you're going to tell me to behave? Why don't you go call another timeout, Dad? Oh. Go call another timeout. And so, yes, I officially, right now on the air, resign. I, I, am, I don't need this crap that I have kids telling me when to call a timeout. I'm a Herman Edwards guy. Time management's not our thing. But I believe we will win. But I quit. I'm not kidding. And Adam could coach the team on Sunday. That's the assistant coach who's also our social media manager who hasn't filmed one thing all year. And that's his only damn job. Another thing I keep telling these guys at halftime, and I said, guys, who gives a crap? Everybody makes the playoffs. We could lose. Let's go out there and lose the game. We oh still make God. the playoffs. You play we actually have the, the final goal already checked. The box has been checked. We make the playoffs. What the hell does it matter? Why are we yelling at me for calling a timeout when I, as a first-year head coach, took a team to the playoffs? Congratulations. We're in the playoffs. Yeah. We don't even do the plays anymore. We go, all right, slants. Because it's the only thing I know. It's slants run into it's only each other. Where he knows. We had two kids collide. <laughs> <laughs> and he both looked at me like, what the hell, Coach? Oh, my God. Here's another problem. I can't stop yelling the name of the receiver. Like, I stand behind the quarterback. So every time the play develops, I go, Jason. And every time I'm wrong, they throw to Jason interception. I'm like, God, why did I say that? Because in the moment, it felt like he was open. So I got to stop yelling. I need the quarterback to make the decision. You are officially the bad news bears the of flag like, football. Jack. I'm like, no, not Jack. <laughs> you don't understand football. How many teams have you coached to the playoffs? <laughs> Hello? You're not I can't wrong. Hear you. Okay. I got one team that I've coached to the playoffs. How many you got? If it's zero, don't come to my world. I'm a playoff coach. Yeah. Coach of the year, baby. Yeah.
Coach <laughs> of the Coach year. Of the year, baby. <laughs> I took yeah. him to the playoffs, baby. Dude, they should be carrying you off on their shoulders, bro. I totally agree. You know, instead they're going to all lay down their jersey and say, we're not playing. Blaming a timeout for a loss. Give me a break. <laughs> you lose on the field, not from some timeout. Exactly. Kids need to learn. Or you lose from bad coaching. Yeah, I don't want them to lay out all their jerseys, their T-shirts, and say, if he coaches, I go. That would be a problem. It's a Rudy reference. You don't like Rudy? No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is I found out that this kid, Mikey, continued and actually got a picture of me, I think for my son, because it didn't seem like anything online, and made me into a clown. He put a clown nose on me and clown hair and wrote a big thing like, I'm a loser, timeout wasted, and they send it around to the entire team and all their Snapchat friends. I'm now getting cyber bullied because I called the timeout. <laughs> a bunch of nine-year-olds. I, I, you know what? I probably do. This kid, <laughs> Mikey, needs a beating, I think. <laughs> I think Mike needs to be. He needs to put in his place. You don't you know call it the coach like that. That's why you get your kid to fight the kid for you. You can't You're do it right. yourself. You oh, gotta good get your point. Kid. You gotta get Joey. To Joey do it. doesn't have Mike's back. No, Joe's on. on Mikey's side. <laughs> you know they well, can't yeah, see Yeah, he has me. Mikey's back, but not yeah, Mike. I'm afraid see. if we go out, you know, somewhere for a team building activity, and I fall asleep, they're gonna beat me up like in Full Metal Jacket. So you're gonna get the kids. You're gonna go out and get arrested tonight <laughs> to build camaraderie. Gonna, you know, we just might climb a roof tonight and build some camaraderie. You know, this camaraderie. You know where it really is? It's in the bedroom. And Mad Dog Chris Russo said something this week. He revealed something that I was I was shocked, but I was happy to hear. Listen to this. Dog Chris Russo on Mad Dog Unleashed. He finally came clean and he told the world what he really likes and what he wants. I, I like it too. 69. Okay, oh, yeah. there you go. Well, then you're not alone. It's a very underrated position. I've done it recently. Dare very I say? Dare I say? The best. Amen. I think it's I think it's the best. You're preaching to the congregation. Now I'm only you know it's the same trial is with the same person over and over you're, again. So maybe I gotta you're, you know you're on the bottom of course. No. Oh god. Beth this. wears goggles. <laughs> it's extra sweaty. Drip drip dripping on a leaky faucet. Uh, no, but of course I, I think it's I think it's the best. That's how you make a person's will. <laughs> Tell you best views, best views in the city right there. Best views. Oh my God! Great views. Yeah. It is. It, it, it is the best, best view of New York. This is what people fly to New York City for. Yeah, it that's is. right. Yo, I'm a real estate agent. It's a great. It's a great position. But you know, Dog was thinking about Woody Peoples, the guard from the 1980s, right? He wore number, he wore number 69. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking hey, it's a great play. Uh, you know, we got the uh, Woody Peoples, uh, the great uh, 69 number. I know Gronk likes it. I don't know why though. Uh, tight end shouldn't wear that number. I don't really get that. So you're right. Of course, he's thinking about something with sports. <laughs> but can it be the best because it's not sex? See, I think it can. You can have a position that's the best and actually not have the full shebang. Yeah. I agree. It is the best and it's relaxing and you're lying there and it's right there in your face. All right, now you got to calm down. Calm down. Lou, Lou, I'm supposed to be the guy. Lou, I'm the horny guy in this show. Yo, stay in your lane. There's only one room for for one horny guy in the show. Yo, settle down. What are you trying to take my gig? Yo, you got to (laughs) relax. Yo, no breathing heavy, no words coming out. That's my job. You know how you know 69 is the best? Anytime you say 69, it doesn't matter what, everybody goes to the same place. Everybody's like, hee There is something like, you know, that number and like farting will always be funny. Always. No matter what. I don't associate the two. Why did you say the two back to back? Well, that's, you know what? I wanted to start a movement. Instead of calling it doggy style, I wanted to call it universal style. Because every single animal in the world does it that way. A lion gets up from behind. Tiger, bear, behind yeah. everybody. They all do Pray the style. Mantis, 
from behind. Who's been watching it's Animal Planet and yeah, getting the, riled up? The problem is, though, now when I, when I think Universal, I think of Bob Gallerstein and Zig Fricasso. <laughs> and so I got an issue with that, the great anchors and all, but I mean, I got a, I got a problem there. And I will tell you, true story. My wife, who likes to play games with me, she likes to give me the old Dutch oven. You know, oh. that's the fart in the, under the covers. That's not funny. And, no, it's not. It's like we're frat brothers. Uh, oh, wait, I she do like to chat all the time. See? Yeah, see, I don't think... Now, he might laugh because you guys are new in the relationship. No, no, he, Once you're married a couple years... Me. It's horrible. But my wife did that during that position once. Oh, oh. that's terrible. You that, can somebody pink guy that way. You know what? I looked like Bob Costas when he was at the Sochi Olympics for a week after. So I had, I had some problems. The pink eye is a, a problem. But me and my wife, look at us. We have three kids. And Brittany asked a great question on Morning Man this week with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchik, and Willie Colon. And it led to a fascinating conversation. Are I you mean, willing to go on record on who's your favorite kid? Absolutely. Right it? now, without a doubt, my favorite child is Billy. <laughs> well, right. you've said that. I've heard you my say that. my favorite kid. Because yeah, he yeah. doesn't talk. <laughs> He's perfect. And you guys sleep together, too. So but, you guys have a little bit yeah, of a close Yeah, we're, we're very close. It's a physical connection. Yeah, you treat Joey like your college buddy. Yeah, Joey is my wingman. He's more of like a friend. I'm really going to pick the one who I think is going to make the most money. <laughs> and I think Billy's on a path. And your family, based on you and your wife, it's going to be Samantha. When she's going up she's there. She's still riding barbers. I, I have no problem accepting an AVN award on her behalf. Oh, God. She's God. busy. She's shooting out of town. Ta- oh, I will go up there and God. say, Listen, it in sounds, her behalf, it thank you so crazy. much. Hey, accepting an AVN award on behalf of your <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying they, 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 Evan, they, she's they, shooting in Europe. She's on a three-week uh, yeah. set. I mean, yeah. like, what are we going to yeah. do? I will support like, my daughter honey, no matter what. Brace. This is going to be a rough one. For those who <laughs> may not know what That's AVN stands for, Mike, what does it stand for? It's a porn awards, but I actually don't know. Audiovisual, <laughs> no, adult video <laughs> news. Oh, oh like yeah, that. whatever. Yeah, it's the ma- yeah. I actually, I, 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 what did you really think it stood for just now? Audiovisual. Audiovisual nudity. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. How do you have audio? That makes sense. Yeah. I don't, what, what do you mean it's not bad? What do you mean? Yeah. You're, you're watching, you're hearing. No, but it's, it's just audio nudity. <laughs> no. So you have a podcast of nudity? No, he said, I said audio, audio visual nudity. nudity. It's not bad. <laughs> I'll put it's a token in the jar for it. I'm not. I'm oh not you know God. what? Really I give myself a lot of credit for that. That's pretty good. Audio visual. Oh, that's pretty good. See, I was kind of close <laughs> I mean, there, man. You, think you hear it. You right. see it. I you kind of like hearing the girl, right? And the moaning. Sure. And she's going that's crazy. The audio and she's part. overreacting, right? But when you're a father and you've got kids in the house, you learn to watch porn on mute, right? On mute, man. Right? you got to watch it on See, do you really need the audio at this point? No, you don't. You need the visual. But there are times where you want the story. I remember back when I had a condo and my son, who's now 11, was like two or three. I got this condo with a deck on the outside. How about that? Pretty, fa- but it was in the Bronx. Uh, but it was pretty fancy. Uh, deck on the outside. I mean, that's amazing. I've never heard of a deck you know, on some, the outside. Some people can only have a deck on the inside. I got a How many people have a deck on the inside? So you know, I was looking at the porn on the pad, and it was a storyline. And see, that part I wanted the audio, so I keep like raising the volume and everything, and nothing's coming out of the pad. They kind of like messed me up. And then all of a sudden, I heard my wife screaming. Like, what the? Turn it off! Turn it like turn what up? What's going on? So then I thought I was like, oh, she's got a nanny cam in my room. And then she's like, I open up the door. I'm like, yo, shut up! She's like, turn it off right now! It's crazy! Oh, I hear! And I'm like, what are you hearing? And then I could hear the sounds of smut. I've heard horror Just, stories oh, like that. Oh. And I was like, oh my god, my speaker was outside on the deck. My wife and my kid was out there, a baby at the time. My neighbor Ray and his wife were on the other side of the deck. Like, what the hell? And my wife didn't know how to like work this Bluetooth and turn off the speaker. No one touched my speaker. And so there was the Bluetooth playing the audio oh, wow. part while I was stuck in the room with the visual. <laughs> the neighbors might have thought you were giving it to Beth 
good though. Are they right outside oh, our window? Oh. No, they Mikey. knew. No, they knew it wasn't us because and and you know we talked this week about Evan Cohen who's always crying. Uh, my wife cries during sex every single time. Look at this be over. Oh my god. So no, it wasn't the same types of sounds, and it's usually me, you know, going at her for about a minute and then saying I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so that happened. See, so that's the visual, but you need audio, but you need to come out of the same speaker. How about Willie just randomly throwing out a heater? Just him saying, is she out here riding Barbies? Yeah, she's like, she's still humping Barbies. <laughs> How old is she now? No, really said riding Riding, Barbies. riding Barbies. That's what killed me. I think maybe I made a mistake. You know, sometimes I tell you guys everything in my life. Perhaps I made a mistake when I told Willie that my daughter, who's seven or eight right now, likes to line up her Barbies and hump them. That was like months ago, too, and he Oops. still remembers that. Okay, that I got to take back. I thought it was totally normal. I still think it is. I me, think it is, too. No, I, yeah. think it, I think it is. But maybe that's one I should have kept my son's helping the hell out of like stuffed animals, pillows, anything he can get his hands on. <laughs> Man, I'm still humping a couch. I mean, I mean, it happens. Uh, we got a lot more to get to right here on Mike Patrick's Morning Afters. We're going to talk about a real World Series preview, hot sauce, and the streets of Philadelphia. That's what? all coming up next right here on Mike Patrick's Morning After. The best meets the worst. The best stories from the week recapped by the worst host on the channel. This is Babchick's Morning After. Ah, yes. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. is a recap of the week that was with my friends, uh, the producers of uh, Morning Man, Louis Gold, what? and Brittany Smith. And, of course, they're also the producers of Babchick's Morning After for now. I mean, it's not on my paycheck. I don't see producers Well, that's why it's for now. You know what? Already three weeks in, and and I'm hearing the same thing I hear from everybody else. (laughs) Should we start start unionizing over here? I think we might have to. Womp, womp, womp. We might have to branch off to our own show here, Brit. I mean, there's a reason why I have to replace you guys every couple months. (laughs) Even though Eddie Erickson will be returning after the World Series. Eddie. Uh, don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Babchick's Morning After anywhere you get your podcast, and I do mean anywhere. Anywhere? Yes, even at the World Series. The Houston Astros, the Philadelphia Phillies, it kicked off on Friday night with game number one, a series that's so exciting that I didn't watch. I'm still healing from the Yankees. All right, give me till game two or three to get into it. So I'm not going to be giving you a big old recap of game number one, but I do love the preview. I love it. You got to get the guest on. And on Morning Men, we have our baseball analyst, our expert, who comes on and gives us a preview to get us going for Houston and Philly. And it's not just about the baseball. It's about the teams, the cities, the landmarks, what they are known for. And yes, here we go. Here's my wife, Bethany Babchick, with the World Series preview. World Series preview. It's the Houston Orioles taking on the team in Philadelphia. What are they called? Red Sox. No, it's the Phillies. Oh, then that's a trick question. How was Who won last question? year's World Series? <laughs> Miami point. Dolphins. Houston, we have a... Sandwich? Philly is known for their... Hot dogs? Houston is yep. known for their... Cowboys. Cowboys. The Astros <laughs> were involved in a cheating scandal where they were banging what? Women? Men. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Philadelphia is the city of... Homeless people? My wow. favorite movie is the Houston... It's probably a porno. Yes. Houston 500. Yeah, I've seen that. I started it. I was number one. Yeah, that's weird because I thought there were 500 guys in it. <laughs> Philadelphia's best player is Bernie Bernie Sanders. What? Houston's best player is John Legend. After Rocky won the title, he yelled, "Yo, I did it!" Who did he yell "Yo" to? 
Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. When Rocky beat Drago, <laughs> he said, If I could change and you can change, everybody can. Dance now. Who has cheated more, Jose Altuve or you on me? Second. There's nothing funny about this. Tom Hanks starred in what famous Philly movie? Forrest Gump. That's right. The Liberty. Liberty. Ben. Jimin. John Hancock was famous for? Putting his hand on his cock. So what's your prediction? What team and in how many games? Astros in one game. In one and there so it is. Astros, Astros in one. So the series is over. <laughs> wow. You know, I love that my, my baby was a part of it, too. Especially, it's great when you're doing these things, and she's holding a baby, and she's saying, but the hand on the cock, and then the baby has to repeat, and cock. The trick question thing. Britt's like, well, why is that a trick question? I don't know either. Her brain is, I guess, like, she thinks Phil- the Phillies is a weak name because they're from Philadelphia. Like, do better. Think of an actual mascot. Or that last question. You, like, walked her into it. Like, if I can change, you can change. Oh, no, that was great. That's, you know, I got to rewatch Rocky. Yo, Samuel L. Jackson, I did it. And if I could change, we could no. change. We all can. Yeah, that's what the song was. That's Rocky. Oh, right there, oh, there's yeah, Drago. He's, when he's running up the stairs. Yeah, this that's right. <laughs> oh, man. No, we're going to Russia. Like, you know, that's how we solve everything. You know, we bring the world together. Why? Dancing. Oh, by the way, dude. You call yourself a movie guy? You don't even know that that was Rocky 2 when he says, yo, Adrian, I did it. In Rocky 1, he doesn't oh, win the fight. No. He wins in Rocky 2. And he's got oh, the belt. No, His face is oh, all battered. Oh, man. <laughs> yo, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not a details guy. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that all happened in one movie. Rocky 1, 2, and 3 is like one film. 4 is the Russians and Drago. Right. 5 and f- never happened. And 5 didn't happen. You're in an alley with Tommy Gunn. <laughs> I mean, that was terrible. But, oh, uh, no, man. Look, look how much do we learn about filling Houston. Houston... We have I, a sandwich. I, I have mean, a question <laughs> for you, though. Yeah, Are you as disinterested in the World Series as Bethany is in talking to you? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of disinterest in her voice. You could tell there's yes. like disregard. She thinks I'm gross. She doesn't understand this job at all. She's like, I don't understand. Like, this is so stupid. She loves to say to me multiple times a week, you ever think your life is pointless? As you sit there in front of a computer and like sing a song or do a stupid bill. And I'm like, well, what is your life? I actually think I figured out a way to be dumb, do stupid things, right. and get paid for and it. And get paid your for it. Your life That's, is amazing. It's the American dream. And hopefully one day I could live in a place that's known for homeless people in Philadelphia. I mean, they do have a they do have crack. I mean, it's part of, of the Liberty Bell. Yeah, I like how New York has the worst homeless problem, but that, like, Philly. Philly. I like, don't for, know, man. For her, it's Philly. <laughs> yeah, and, and forget the Liberty Bell. It's Liberty Bibbity. And forget Ben Franklin. It's Ben. Jamin. Jamin. So we learned a lot. And my wife, when she's not watching baseball and becoming an expert on the, on the sport, she figures out a way to make cash. She does. She doesn't have a real job. But boy, sometimes the stuff she does makes me pretty damn horny. Listen to this story on Morning Men with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchick, and Willie Colon. As we start by discussing a meal we all share together. You should have seen how many ketchups he took home, too. I take home a lot. I always Are take you still in the condiments? Yeah, yeah. You know what I like to do when I go to Taco Bell? I take all the the like the like extra extra hot sauce, the uh, voodoo sauce or whatever, and I give it to my wife, and my wife sells them. Because not every state has that fire sauce from Taco Bell. Oh, my Bell. God. 
Is this a real story? This is this is un- <laughs> now. I wish I didn't tell it, but I mean, this is uh, unfortunately true. My wife will send them to like this guy. There's one guy that we have a, a hookup with now in Arizona or one of these states that doesn't have the extra hot sauce. And my wife makes money. Oh my god! What does she charge per packet? Like, what are you charging for a packet? How are it's you so small? It's you? like twenty. It's twenty five bucks for like a hundred packets. Your whole family should be arrested. <laughs> Why? Because we're smart. How is it's that a smart? business? It's a side hustle. What you, how much well, do you make from? Not every state has this Taco Bell fire sauce. So let me understand this. Your wife won't get a does. real job. She'd rather service you this and sell a... hot sauce? You don't have to pay taxes. Is that where we're at? Like... Pay... <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? And I don't even know that Is she's that... servicing him. We've only heard once. You know what? We got to have, yeah, we only had the one time. Your your wife got fired from a cookie writing job, right? She got the act. No, she didn't get fired. What happened? She quit. She retired. <laughs> retired. You don't retire from a gig like she that. Retired. She retired. She obviously wasn't good enough, so, so she, she got the boot. No, she On top the of that, they just you said, her. Beth, you don't have to work. I just need you to please me three times a week. She does, She's not doing that. Right, now, right, right, she's talking to a right. guy in New Mexico pushing Taco Bell hot sauce. Yeah, again, How are we here, Babs? The fire, How is this okay with you? The voodoo sauce, the extra, extra, extra hot. I mean, not every state has it. You should actually be honored. You're the first thing she actually followed through on. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, right? this is well. What do you mean by that? All I'm hearing is she quits everything. She doesn't finish anything. She starts every job she had. She resigns. She's been married to you. Has she divorced you yet? Has she left you? Because she no, out, she's she seen it through. Because she outkicked her coverage. Oh, is that what it is? See, I got Damn. power because not only am I the better looking one of of the couple. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? I mean, <laughs> nobody <laughs> listening to this nobody believes this. I didn't even believe that. <laughs> I didn't believe that. But I got all the hand in the stroke. But she's got to do her part. And by scamming people and bringing hot sauce, which isn't a scam, she's so smart that she's aware that they don't sell that hot sauce in every single state in America. I mean, this is something I mean, special. So you got to figure out a way to make cash and make a living anyway. Otherwise, you're walking the streets. And you can't do that. So what is she selling the, the hot sauce for? Diablo. I know, but she, how much? What are we? What's she charging a package? A hundred packets she gets, and she okay. sells it for like fifteen bucks. That's a pretty That's good free deal. Money. Now, after shipping and handling, we lose three dollars. So I mean, I could also maybe... just go to Taco Bell though and just go grab my own hot they sauce or make Diablo. my own hot sauce. That's the... not true. I refuse to believe. They don't that. have Diablo sauce in New Mexico. All right, they uh, just but, don't. But how many people live in New Mexico? One guy does. <laughs> I mean, come on. That whole show there at Breaking Bad. There are people that do live there, and they want their stuff fiery hot. And they have that if they reach out to my wife. All right, Steve Torrey, will you please with our performance today? I'm not even sure I know. And again, with all disrespect, what? that stuff makes you nauseous. It does. Oh. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, we, we made it. Uh, yeah, woohoo! This is Steve Torrey coming at you here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Oh, yes, another episode of Baptrick's Morning After in the Books for Louis Gold and Brittany Peace. Smith. And thanks to the Toilet Bowl Club, the TBC, they listen on the bowl. Nice foul is their leader, and he tells me that K Dog 3 and 4. An original tweet of me, boy, downloads every episode because that man knows how to put someone over. I love it. You think he would tell anyone he's an original tweet of me, boy? Probably not. Now, don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Baptrick's Morning After anywhere you get your podcasts. And I do mean anywhere. And I do mean five stars. So give me five stars. Until next time, it is time to get my weekend on. This was Mike Babchick's Morning After. Now, time to put your head down and start the walk of shame. Talk to you next time.
if there is next time. Babchick's Morning After is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more, which of course you do, please give a five-star rating, leave a review, five stars. Let's go. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. If you can't get enough of me, tune in to Morning Men. Weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM's Mad Dog Sports Radio Channel 82 or listen anytime on the SXM app.